Hey talkers, welcome to Keep Talking Podcast. Keep Talking is the best platform for you to reach an advanced level of English fluency by practicing every day and also connect with a global community. In this podcast, we are sharing the audio version of the Instagram Lives and IGTV videos that we have done over the past year. Most of them are in English, although some are a mix of English and Spanish, and in a few, we speak only Spanish. I hope you enjoy, and remember to follow us on Instagram at keeptalkingco, or check out our website, keeptalking.co, to join our community and learn more about how we can help you. Hi everyone and welcome to another Keep Talking Live. Bienvenidos a todos. My name is Rebecca and I am the academic director here at Keep Talking. Hopefully the internet is going to hold out and today we'll be doing a really exciting collaboration session with Lindsay who is also a speaker here with us at Keep Talking. And we are going to be exploring the differences between English from Britain and English from America. Okay, so we're going to be looking at the difference between British and American English. So, that is the topic for today. Hopefully, Lindsay will be joining us very soon so that we can explore this theme and, and work through it together. I obviously am British and Lindsay is American so hopefully we will have two really great points of, of reference join join the session welcome everybody welcome to today's live for those who are just joining just a quick reminder that today is an exploration of both British and American English. So what are the differences? Why, why are they different? <laughs> and what sorts of things change? So we'll be looking at things such as pronunciation, grammar, vocabulary. Okay, so today will be like a, a special workshop for all of you. And people always want to know, which English should I learn? English from America or English from Britain? And obviously it depends on you. But today we will explore some of the key differences so that you can decide which is best for you. Okay, so you can start presenting yourselves here below in the comments. Tell me where are you from, where are you watching, si me están entendiendo o no. <laughs> Pueden ir presentándose aquí abajo. Yo soy Rebeca, soy directora académica aquí en Keep Talking y hoy vamos a estar haciendo una sesión explorando las diferencias entre el inglés americano y británico eh, mirando la pronunciación, el vocabulario, las palabras, a veces la gramática ok, so we're going to be exploring lots of different sides y vamos a estar haciendo todo esto con Lindsay que también es speaker um, ah, aquí está Okay, I'm going to put a title there so anyone that's joining knows what to do, knows what we're doing here. And hopefully Lindsay will join. I think it's loading now. I can hear her, but I cannot see her. Hello. <laughs> I can hear you. Hello. I'm here. And now I can see you. Hello, teacher Lindsay. Hi, Rebecca. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great, thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for your time. I love your background. It's so magical. It looks like one of those those special Zoom backgrounds where you, you can choose like a, like a roller coaster or a jungle. Mine is, mine is the same every week. So, as I just mentioned to everyone, Lindsay, everybody is is a speaker here at Keep Talking. And she's from the States. Whereabouts in the States are you from, Lindsay? I'm from Seattle, Washington. 
Seattle, Washington. I love it. I love the accent. I love it. I love it. I love it. Hopefully through this session, people will be able to really identify live the difference between between both the British accent and the American accent. And obviously we need to be careful when we say the American accent and the British accent, because there are so many. There are so many. So personally, I am from London. And as everybody just heard, Lindsay is from Seattle. Seattle, Washington. Okay, so so you all know they're the accents we're going to be working with today. So I think I think we should get started. Everybody, you can you can comment below. You can ask us questions. But for now, we're going to get started with with what we have roughly and softly planned for today. So as I was saying, ah, oh, somebody said Rebecca, your internet doesn't work well. Ah. Hope uh, people are saying they can't see me very well. Oh, hmm. no. I can see you, babe. Can you, can you see me? Great. <laughs> <laughs> Just like a private call for me and Lindsay. <laughs> Okay, well, I will just keep going and hopefully people can see me. And if not, this will all be recorded and uploaded on the profile. So, so that should be fine as well. But do keep commenting if there are any issues, please. Okay, Diego can see. That's, that's great. It's just, this is just to keep talking meeting. Okay, so as I said earlier, the things we're going to be exploring today and the main differences that there are in between the two, the two main dialects are that there's different grammar, there's different pronunciation, and there's different spelling, and there's also different words that we use, completely different vocabulary. There are some words that honestly, I don't even know what they are that, that Americans use, because some people, some people say to me, well, can you understand each other? Yes, we can understand each other because it's the same language, but there are some differences. And today, whilst planning this session, I learned so much about, about the differences, especially in the vocabulary. So one of the first things I want to do is have a look at vocabulary. So the first point I have for today is words that we use to talk about clothing. Okay, so I've got a few examples here and I will give the, the British English word and then Lindsay will be helping us out with the American English word. Okay, so the first one we have here is trainers. Trainers. What is that? What, what are trainers to you guys? Trainers? Who says that? <laughs> <laughs> what are they? Do you know what they are? <laughs> Sneakers. Sneakers, completely different word. It is completely different. I have no idea what the origins are, but for us, it's always trainers. If you say sneakers, it's straight, straight, straight away. That's American. Okay. So for us, we say trainers because we go and we go and train in them. So <laughs> don't worry, this isn't going to be a debate. Um, and we call, yeah, them, we, say, go and, we call them sneakers huh? because we go and sneak in them. No, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. You sneak up on people. <laughs> I, to be honest, there's a lot of these reasons that I don't understand, but it's fine. It's fine. We'll just we'll just cover the words. So British English trainers, American English sneakers. sneakers. Okay. The next one I have is a jumper, a jumper, which is something that we wear in in winter when it's really really cold. We put on a jumper. What is a jumper in American? A sweater. You put on a sweater. sweater. I don't personally understand why it's called a sweater. Is it? Does it have anything to do with the fact that you sweat? Maybe because it's a warmer item of clothing. Maybe you get a little sweaty. They call it a sweater. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it makes it makes you sweat. And I don't. I don't know why it's called jumper in British English. But in British English, we have jumper. And in American English, we have sweater, okay? Two completely different things. And for those who are listening and speaking Spanish, this would be sweater, sweater, I think. I think it's coming directly from American. <laughs> um, also, this is a new one I learned today. If you're wearing a suit and it has like straps here, in English, in British English, we call them braces. I know this one. Uh-huh. We call them suspenders. 
suspenders. But in British English, suspenders is something very different. It's actually like um, sensual lingerie. And like, in American English, braces are the things you put on your teeth to make uh -huh, them same, same here. Same here. So this is a similarity. You have <laughs> braces for these, and so do we. Mm -hmm. But you have suspenders for, for something that we call braces. And for us, suspenders is, <laughs> is uh, something romantic, something <laughs> that you wear on special occasions. Ah, I've just seen somebody saying buso. Uh-huh. Yeah, like a sweater and a jumper is buso. Gracias. Okay, so, so far we have trainers and... Sneakers. Trainers and what, sneaker, thank you. Uh, jumper and... Sweater. Braces. And suspenders. And one more really important one that I found is... You guys say, no, I'll say what we say. We say trousers. <laughs> Are you talking about pants? Pants, yes. You say pants, which is crazy for us because pants for us is underwear. I've, I've gotten in trouble with this once before because I, d I don't like pants, American pants, uh, like jeans. I like to wear leggings and skirts. And one time I was in London with my friends and I said, I don't like pants. I never wear pants. And they all went, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. These are the kind of situations we have to be really careful. There's another one. There's a perfect example of that that we're going to explore a little bit later that is even more uh, important to, to kind of not make that mistake. But yeah, uh, we say trousers. You guys say pants. Mm -hmm. And pants has a different meaning uh for us which is underwear like cucos okay but in this case we are talking about pantalones okay mm -hmm. pantalon trousers pants okay somebody just said how would you translate braces to be honest i don't even know i don't even know what they are in spanish maybe diego can help us out with that one it's like a super for me it's like formal wear when you have a suit on or you have like comfy trousers on and you have something to, to suspend you, which is why they're called suspenders. Or sometimes um, farmers will wear them just to help uh -huh. keep their pants up in the fields. <laughs> to help them keep their trousers up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, tirantes, uh -huh, because, because tiran, they, they, they pull and keep you up. Okay, so the first point we've looked at is the words that we use for clothing. So we've had trainers and sneakers, jumper and sweater, braces, suspenders, and trousers and pants. Okay, so that's one of the categories we're looking at today. The next one is spelling. Okay, and Diego, I hope you can help us out here by writing everything that we're going to say. Um, for some strange reason, there are some words that sound very similar pronunciation wise, but the spelling is different. You guys tend to drop the U in a few words. <laughs> I was just gonna say, you guys tend to add a U in a few words. <laughs> yeah, we, oh yeah, okay. It depends which angle you're looking at it from. Yeah, we, we have a U in certain spelling of certain words and you do not have a U in certain spelling of certain words. So one of those words is color, which for us is C-O-L-O-U-R. And how is it for you guys? C-O-L-O-R. Uh-huh. Why you, you got to make it difficult? Why you got to make it difficult? <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. To be honest, I think most students I know and most people I've ever worked with, everybody spells American way. Everybody spells the American way. So just know if you are focusing on British English or learning British English, add an extra U, add an extra letter, okay? But pronunciation-wise, it's not the same because we also pronounce the R differently, but sound-wise, it's the same, yeah? It doesn't change anything. Mm -hmm. Perfect, as somebody is commenting here, it's the same thing for behavior, yeah? Behavior, same thing. It's the same thing with the word favorite, okay? Favorite, you guys don't have a U, we have a U. Okay, so in English, in British English, we have a lot of O-U-R, O-U-R, whereas in American English, it would just be O-R, okay? Excellent. Next one I have is 
aeroplane. We say aeroplane. And you guys say airplane. I like it. I like it. I might, I might adopt that one. I don't know why we say aeroplane, but again, we're adding extra letters. Um, we spell it like A-E, and I'm not sure why. A-E-R-O-P-L-A-N-E. You go. We spell it A-I-R-P-L-A-N-E. Airplane. It makes sense. It makes sense. I am in full support of this one. It's air. It's a plane. It's in the air. But just so people know, in British English, it is aeroplane. Aeroplane. Ah, looks like my internet has paused. I'm going to keep talking in case people can still hear me. Um, the next one is check. Okay, you're there. You're there. You're there. I can. I'm hear. back. Good. The next one is check, as in. As in something that you would write and pay. Mm -hmm. Okay. How do you guys spell that out of interest? We spell our checks all the same. So if you're paying or if you want the check, if you want the bill from a restaurant, it's C-H-E-C-K. Check. And why, what's the difference between bill and check in a restaurant? You could say either. Uh, we typically say, mm -hmm. can I have the check? Check, please. Check, check, please. Ah, I love it. I love it. That is so from the movies. I like that. Okay, so all of those are spelled C-H-E-C-K. In British English, we like to... Comp God, I'm really learning that we do like to complicate things. It is C-H-E-Q-U-E. -E. <laughs> I'm sorry to everyone who is getting confused because of these differences. Okay. Don't know why, but we have a slight difference there with the spelling, okay? They spell it C-K, we spell it Q-U-E. Yeah, the pronunciation does not change. I don't think it does. I'll say it, check. Check. The same. The same. The same. It just sounds nicer when you say it. <laughs> I, I have to tell you, Rebecca, I was teasing you about making the words more complicated, but there is a spelling of a word that I prefer in British English, and that is the word theater. That's my next word. Ah. That is literally my next word, theater. Uh-huh. Why, why do you prefer it? I think it, I don't think it makes sense. I just, I just think it looks so much nicer. And I was looking at the spelling of all the British words and I thought, oh, it just looks so elegant. It looks so nice. But I, I always think, uh, so in American English, it's, uh, oh, can I spell theater? T-H-E-A-T-E-R. Mm-hmm. And I always... Mm -hmm. And in British, it's R-E. So it's T-R-E. T-H-E-A-T-R-E. Mm -hmm. But it's the, same, it's the same thing we do with the word center. Mm -hmm. For example, leisure center or in the, in the city center, mm -hmm. we also spell that C-E-N-T-R-E. So all of our words that end in ter, theater, center... We spell with R-E, whilst you guys spell with E-R. Again, to me, this, this seems like the more logical, your way seems like the most logical way to say it. Mm -hmm. Ours looks more like French, like theatre. Uh, yeah. something, something strange like that. I like the way you guys do it. So they were actually the last two words I had on this point about spelling differences. Theatre and centre. Okay, don't worry guys, the sounds don't change. This is only really applicable if you are writing, writing with a pen or writing on your phone. Theatre and center in British English, we have R-E, and in American English, it is E-R, okay? So, so far we have seen the words that we use for clothing, and we have looked at some spelling differences, okay? The next thing I wanna look at are words that we use for vegetables <laughs> I've got three I've got three examples here and the reason I chose these guys um is basically to show you that the words are completely different and honestly I have had situations where I haven't understood someone because they call a vegetable something else me too me too mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah I have said to my American friend do you like aubergine and she's like do I like what? You Do mean, I like what? The color? I know that's a color. 
<laughs> exactly, exactly. So guys, looking at vegetables, the first one I have is courgette. Okay, we say courgette, which I'm pretty sure comes from French. Courgette. It sounds like it, right? Yeah. Um, what do you what do you say for courgette? Zucchini. Zucchini. I love it. I absolutely love it. Do we know what it is in Spanish? My food vocabulary is zucchini. I have no idea. I feel like I should know because I eat them so often. Who wants to help us? Who, who wants to help us in the comments? Help me and Lindsay. Uh, summer squash. Oh, that's new. Um, we have courgette zucchini and somebody can tell us what it is in Spanish. To give you a clue, it is... I think it's a green zucchini. zucchini. Ah, zucchini también en español. Pepino no lo es. Pepino es, es cucumber. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe they say pepino for courgette as well. But calabacín, I'm pretty sure that's a pumpkin, huh? Calabaza, courgette. I don't know. Okay, so we have zucchini in American English and we have courgette in British English. And I think it's like a light green vegetable. Yeah. Dark, dark Mom. green, or sometimes they're yellow um, on the outside. Ah, okay, okay. The only thing I know is that people do like zucchini noodles. People make pasta out of, out of zucchini. To be honest, I'm converting myself into an American English speaker because I, I teach so much English and so many people are commonly mm, are more accustomed I'm more used to American English. I just convert my English into American. So I'm, I'm letting down my country. I'm letting down my, my heritage. Well, yeah, for us, it's... Rebecca, there's no hiding your accent. So, so everybody still knows you, you can be proud, a proud British woman. <laughs> True, I might say the words, but my accent will never, ever lie. <laughs> Zucchini. <laughs> okay, so looking at our words for vegetables, we have courgette, zucchini. The next one, as we just mentioned, is aubergine. We say aubergine, which is a beautiful purple, purple vegetable. I'm actually going to put the emoji here because I love this emoji so much. <laughs> Guys, show me your aubergine emojis, please. Where is it? Here it is. What is it in American English? Eggplant. Why? I do not. I knew you were going to ask me, Rebecca, and I don't know the answer. It doesn't make any sense. There's no egg. Like, fair enough. Airplane. I get it. Yeah. Airplane. Eggplant. No. It makes no sense. In Spanish, it's completely different as well. Berenjena. Berenjena, which I think is more similar to aubergine. Yeah, people are showing us their berenjenas. <laughs> Okay. Woo! Look at all these bed and henas. <laughs> aubergine. Okay. Aubergine in British English and bed and henna. Uh, sorry. Uh, eggplant. 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 Okay. It has nothing to do with eggs, nothing to do with plants, but I love what this person is saying. Eggplant is easier to say. Of course. Of course. <laughs> Guys, if you want to say eggplant, stick with it. Stick with it. But if you happen to be in the UK or you're speaking to a British person, we need to at least have the understanding that if they say aubergine, they are talking about eggplant. <laughs> or, or if you're at a restaurant and you're reading the ingredients for each dish, that way you know what they're talking about. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So we've had courgette, zucchini, aubergine, eggplant. And the last one, I love this. I didn't know this was a difference. We say, um, if you put a potato in the oven and cook it, it is called a jacket potato in British English. Why? It's because the, the skin the skin turns into like a, a jacket. It becomes like a separate part from the potato. Uh -huh. Because if you, if you boil a potato and then you mash it, like everything is the same. But if you bake it, it's almost like this, I'm, I'm inventing this, I'm making this up. <laughs> it's almost like the skin, the skin goes crispy. It does. And then it's like a jacket. 
a warm jacket for the potato. So we say jacket potato. What do you guys say? We, we keep it simple. We call it a baked potato. Because you bake it. Because you bake the potato. Yep. <laughs> but I like jacket potato because the skin is like a jacket. I never thought of that. Before. I know. I like it. I li we're, we're learning. We're learning together, Lindsay. And it's really common. It's really common just for those who are wanting nice native expressions. In British English, it's really common to just say jacket. Like, oh, I want a jacket. I had, I had a jacket with beans and cheese. Yeah, that is also really common. So don't don't get confused. Nadie se está poniendo una chaqueta con frijoles y queso. It's 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 a jacket, as in a jacket potato. Okay. So we have a jacket potato and a baked potato. I'm just seeing some comments up here. Someone said, if we say eggplant in the UK, would they understand? Actually, this is one of those occasions where sometimes no. It depends how international they are. Mm -hmm. Um. Generally, if you say eggplant, people would get confused. They would think maybe you were think you were talking about eggnog, which is something that people drink at Christmas time. I think it's best if you're in the UK, it's best to say aubergine. Yeah, let's get nice and European and speak some French lit French lish as as Diego just said. <laughs> and we're going to say aubergine in the UK and eggplant in the states. Yeah, okay. It's it's and then the somebody, same. Sorry, Rebecca. It's the same with zucchini. I, nobody knew what I was talking about in the grocery store when I asked for zucchini. Just as you said that, that's super important. You say grocery store. We say supermarket. Ah. We also say supermarket, yeah. but grocery store is more common. I think we have a slight difference. We would say if it's a place that only sells vegetables, like fruits and vegetables, we say greengrocers. Do you say greengrocers? No, we do not say that. Wow, this is so cool. Okay, so we have supermarket and green. For us, supermarket is the el supermercado with the big brands and the big names and things like that. But if you want to go local and you go and buy, which I recommend to everyone, you want to go and buy your vegetables from a direct trader, that is called a greengrocer's. What is the difference for you guys in between those two things? Well, we call any place where you can get food and fruit and vegetables and packaged foods, we call that a grocery store. Uh, a, a bigger one we might refer to as a supermarket but we don't have what you call green grocers. We just call them all grocery stores. Or if you're going to a specific like fruit stand or vegetable stand, but those are very much smaller. Ah, okay. It's like a cultural difference as well. Mm -hmm. And somebody, Diana, Diana is saying, just contributing to our eggplant conversation. She said, old eggplants look like eggs. That's why they're called old. That's why they're called eggplants. <laughs> there you go. They turn into <laughs> okay brilliant green grocers grocery store farmer's market fruit stand okay so they, those were our words for vegetables we had courgette zucchini aubergine eggplant jacket potato and baked potato guys so far we have seen differences in the words we use for clothing later on we'll recap everything don't panic We've seen some differences in the spelling, and we've also had a look at differences in the words that we use to talk about vegetables, okay? Mm -hmm. The next thing I wanna look at is a brief exploration of some grammatical differences. Mm. I didn't even realize until I did my research today that there were differences in the grammar, okay? So one of the things, and I need you, Lindsay, to confirm, if this is true. Okay. One of the things I found was that sometimes the use of the prepositions is different. For example, we say at the weekend and you say on the weekend. On the weekend. Yeah. That is so interesting. And I've been teaching my students, all of them, uh, at the weekend. <laughs> Whoops. Well, they're, they're yeah, ready so for their week. London trip. Exactly, exactly. I'll see you at the weekend. Would you say I'll see you on the weekend? I, w I would never say I'll see you at the weekend. I would never say that. It would never come naturally out of my mouth. No. So you say I'll see you on the weekend? Absolutely, yes. See you on the weekend. Mm -hmm. For me, that is so weird. Wow. Okay. So what about, what about Christmas? Do you say at or on? On Christmas. 
We say at Christmas. So like we're gonna, I'm trying to think where I would say on Christmas. Give me an example of like, at Christmas. I would say like, what are you gonna do at Christmas this year? We would say, what are you gonna do? Yeah, on Christmas this year or for Christmas. Uh-huh, yeah, we, we could say for as well. I would say like at, at Christmas time or at Christmas, I love the cold weather, I love this, I love that. And I think you guys would say on, on if, Christmas. If you include the word time, we would say at, at Christmas time, during Christmas. Ah, so then, then you would join our team. <laughs> <laughs> at Christmas time. Okay, but sticking with the example of the weekend, we say at the weekend and you say on the weekend. Wow, I'm gonna stop correcting my every single student that says on the weekend. I'm always like, no, it's at. I did not know that that was, that was American English. I don't think they knew either, but now they have a good excuse. <laughs> now they can be like, Lindsay told me that's how to say it. Okay, right, at the weekend, on the weekend, whatever you want, okay? Depending on which English. As long as you're using it consciously and you know why. Okay, the next preposition is the fact that we say Monday to Friday, and you say something different. Hmm. Oh no, I lost through. You. Oh no, I'm still here, but I think it's loading. I've I've heard you guys say through, and it's so American to me. Yeah, m Monday through Friday. Yeah, I say that. When else? When else do you use that through expression? Hmm. Let me think. Does it work with, with like hours? If I say I work nine till five? We would say nine to five. Okay. Nine and what about like July, July, for example, I have been, no, I will be in Colombia from September to December. You could say that, but we might also say through. Through. Okay, yeah. so this whole concept of through, so that our listeners and watchers know, does not exist in British English, okay? In British English, it would be Monday to Friday, July to September, December to June, okay? And in American English, it would be with through. Monday yes. through Friday. But if you said Monday to Friday, everybody will still understand you in the United States. Great, so we can use two. We can convert this one into two for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have two. I actually, I really like your background. I wanna do something fun on my screen too. I feel like my screen looks really boring. Um, oh, okay, no, that's, that's oh. <laughs> Well, I, Yours I, just teach, so much I fun. teach English. I teach English to small children, so I have a very colorful and happy background. Um, I'm gonna wow, make it snowing. Is it snowing <laughs> in Cancun? It is snowing in Cancun, and I'm gonna do this <laughs> so that people can tell the difference between British English, which people generally think is quite, you know, the British people are cold, <laughs> and Britain is cold. And American, which is somebody sending aubergines. And American English, which is like colorful and warm and things like that, okay? So guys, <laughs> welcome to, to Britain. <laughs> ah, it stopped snowing. Wait, 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 wait. I'm gonna bring it back. There you go. Okay, so continuing with grammar. A really interesting thing that I learned is that generally you guys use the past simple where we use the present perfect. So, for example, Diego said it's snowing in Cancun. This climate change stuff is crazy. <laughs> it is. It really is. We do need to take it seriously. <laughs> okay, so, for example, I would say, if I've eaten a big meal, I would say, oh, I've eaten too much. I've eaten too much. And I think, what would you say? I ate too much. I ate too much, yeah. For us, we use the past simple if it was a little bit further in the past. For something that's happening right now, or like something that just happened, we would use the present perfect. So, oh, I've eaten too much, or oh, I've drunk too much. And I think you guys would say, yeah, as you said, I ate too much, or I drank too much. Yes. 
super yeah. interesting so so interesting this difference i didn't i didn't know this okay so the general rule here so people can take away like a rule God, it's snowing so heavily i'm sorry is that is that in british english we tend to use the present perfect whereas in american english there is a bit more past simple so if you don't know what those things mean search them yeah have a look online what is past simple what is present perfect if you're not yet familiar with the grammar it can be really cool to cool i'm trying to make it cool to unlock those parts of english because they give you the tool yeah let's learn some grammar they can give you the tools to really understand how to use the language yeah so yeah. what am i talking about when i say that in british english we use the past the present perfect while in american english you use past simple have a look do your research or if not we're here to help you too okay so uh i think there's one more thing i had on grammar is that you guys have the past participle of the word got as gotten yes Ah, yes, Siomara is saying that there is a delay in the video. Do you think it's because it's snowing? Maybe I need to make <laughs> it stop snowing. <laughs> you know, weather can affect to... the signal. Yeah, I think we're having some, like, weather interference. <laughs> Are you, Lindsay, you're seeing me and hearing me okay? I am. Sometimes there's a delay and I, I lose you occasionally, but you come right back. It's fine. I'm here. I'm here. I'll be right here. So the past participle of the verb got or to get for you guys is gotten. Yeah. And we don't use gotten for us. Gotten is incorrect. They teach the children, the children not to use gotten. We say got. So for example, if, if those of you who are watching know that when you learn a verb, you learn the verb and then the past tense and then the past participle. So you say, get, got, got in British English. Yeah, I get, I got, I have got. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And in American English, it would be get, got, gotten. Have got. Yeah. yeah. So mm -hmm. I haven't got, I have, no, I'm not going to do your accent. I'm sorry. I would say, <laughs> I've not got any news. I've not got any news about him. And what would you say? I, I haven't gotten any news. I love it. I love mm -hmm. it. Okay. So the past participle of the verb to get in British English is got and in American English is gotten. Okay. The next thing I've got here is uh, a few a few more explorations of food words okay i'm so hungry i'm gonna end up even hungrier at the end of this <laughs> the really the infamous the infamous word here is chips chips and crisps okay so yes. chip in british english are hot potato items that you eat <laughs> like fried versions of so yeah you say fries yeah fries that's yeah. it yeah fries are so french for example french you you guys say fries or french fries in english in sorry in in british english they will always be chips yeah and you can remember that by thinking fish and chips yeah which is our national dish fish and chips which is fish with the hot hot potato items <laughs> the hot potato goods yeah so we can't we can't get confused on those because chips are only those yeah chips are hot potato goodies like the ones that you get from mcdonald's like the ones that you get at fish and chips everything is chips but in american english it is fries or french fries yes and if you ask for chips in america and you are expecting the hot potatoes you will be very disappointed because Chips in the United States are the crunchy fried potatoes you get in a bag. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And for us, those crunchy potato fried items that you get in a bag are crisps. <laughs> yeah. So people are saying here, what about crisps? What are crisps? So crisps son papas. Papas en un paquete. Okay. So we have crisps that come in a packet. And they are crunchy items from potatoes. Okay, they are crisps in British English, but in American English, 
They are chips. Chips. You guys chips. say like, do you say potato chips? Is that common? We, I'm going to tell you. We them do. Them. Yes. We say potato chips. I'm not leaving. Or... I'm just turning the light on. We say potato <laughs> chips and we also say corn chips to differentiate between the chips. Um, but oftentimes people just shorten it, all of it, to chips. Chips. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that's really confusing because chips yeah. for us are hot potato items. Okay, guys. So to create this difference, this really clear marked difference, we're going to say that when we're thinking of potatoes and their products, <laughs> we have <clears throat> in, in British English, I'm going to do my presentation of potato, of potato products in British English. We have the hot sliced goodies that come with fish and chips or that come with your McDonald's, they are chips, okay? If they are cold and in a packet, they are crisps. And if it is another hot product that is cooked in the oven, it is a jacket potato, okay? So we have chips, crisps, and jacket potato. Lindsay, what have you got? I've got this. She's right there. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's back to front. <laughs> oh no! I love it. I can I can see it though. I can read it. So British chips, American fries, British crisps, American chips. So confusing, but so brilliantly laid out. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you can read back. And I hope, yeah, I can, I can, everybody can. And I hope everyone actually understands that now. Um, the next one I have is biscuit. Yeah, we are notorious in British, Britishlandia. We are notorious for eating tea, drinking tea with biscuits. Okay, so biscuits for us are soft, uh, not soft, they are nice sugary snacks that we eat with our tea. What are they for you guys? Well, this one is also a little bit confusing because we have biscuits also, but it's not what you're talking about. <laughs> we use the word cookie for what you're talking Which about. Which is really interesting because we have cookies as well. But for us, I'm going to explain the differentiation. Biscuits are slightly harder. Like you can break a biscuit. Okay. Yeah. So like mm -hmm. a rich tea or a Gary Baldy or a bourbon or a custard cream. Oh, mm, biscuits. Okay. I so biscuits. Oh, <laughs> I'm just talking another language. So they are the, the like the hard biscuits that you put in your tea, like you dunk mm -hmm. in your tea or you just eat them when you're feeling peckish. But we also have cookies, but they are the sometimes warm if they're fresh. They're the soft ones. Yeah. Which for me are more like American style. Mm -hmm. They're like soft cookies that you can bend and they're mm -hmm. usually a little bit bigger, like everything in America. And, and they have like chocolate chips or amazing things. And there's loads of companies like shops that sell cookies. Like I know we have Ben's cookies, Millie's mm -hmm. cookies, and you can literally go to a shop and buy a cookie like mm -hmm. that, which is warm and soft and fresh. Do you guys mm -hmm. have, do biscuits we... exist for you guys? Well, so we, we call them all cookies. So they're either hard cookies or soft cookies. But I have a question for you, Rebecca, because I had yeah. this conversation with my friend in London and we just went around in circles and I never got the answer between biscuits and cookies and hard and soft. Can, can biscuits have chocolate chips in them? Ye yes, but it's not very, I don't know of any biscuits that have got chocolate chips in them really well you know for example chips ahoy which is a brand from the u.s right mm -hmm. chips ahoy for me that's a biscuit because it's hard okay okay then yes yeah. we just call and that it's, and it's got chocolate chips yes yes okay so we just call those hard cookies and we call the soft ones soft cookies and biscuits okay so you are just an add a word yeah. <laughs> and biscuits are an entirely different thing for us Tell me, tell us, what is a biscuit for you guys? A biscuit is, oh, it's a little bit hard to describe. It's like a, a, like a small piece of very flaky bread. It's not bread like you would make a sandwich with. Um, 
it has a, it's cut with a lot of butter. So when it bakes, it has a lot of air pockets and it's supposed to open up hot and fluffy and they are savory. Mm. They're not sweet. Mm -hmm. Those for us are called scones. But we have scones too. What? <laughs> but scones are sweet. No, they can be soft. Oh, okay. Okay. So this is not the same thing then. Biscuit is something that you have. I, I don't actually know what this is. But I don't think it's very common. Or is it common? Is, is a biscuit common for you guys? Yes, especially in the southern region of the United States. Biscuits are very common. And what, what do you eat it with? Uh, one of my favorite breakfast dishes is biscuits and gravy. And they cook like a sausage milk country gravy. And they put it on top of the fresh made biscuits. And maybe with an egg on top of that. Boy, real American. I know it sounds just like a pile of food um but it's so delicious you guys you should try it <laughs> people are saying is it like a cake no i think it's savory it's it's salty isn't it it's not sweet it's a bit like a scone scones and biscuits are similar but in the united states we don't use the words interchangeably okay okay so to recap we have <laughs> biscuits for us are like hard biscuit for you guys hard cookie we have so, sorry, hard, hard cookies. I'm learning. And then we have cookies for us, which for you are like soft cookies. Yes. And then we have biscuits for you guys that I don't know what they are for us. Yeah. <laughs> and we both yeah. have scones. And we, and we both have scones. Exactly. I say scone, you say scone. I love it. Um, Carlina is saying, Ajuda, porfa. We are here for you. We are here for you if you need help. Tell us what you need help with. Okay. And the final one is, what do you say when, uh, I don't, I don't know how to, I don't want, want to say it without giving you the answer. <laughs> if I say in British English, I feel peckish. <laughs> I know this one, but we don't say that. Uh, I, I think if you say, if you say I'm peckish, that means that you're hungry. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. For you, it's just I'm hungry. I'm hungry. Yeah? Yeah. Hmm. For us, I, I didn't know peckish was a British word, but yeah, I, I'm feeling peckish. Now that I think about it, it's very formal, very elegant. Mm -hmm. Peckish is a lovely way of saying I'm hungry. Yeah. For us, hungry is, is like the more extreme, but not extreme because you would say I'm starving if it was extreme. But for us, hungry is like, wow, now I have to eat. When you say I'm peckish, it's like, tengo, tengo ganas de comer. Tengo ganas de comer algo. Like I, I'm peckish for something. Yeah. So for mm. us, it's I'm peckish. And for you, it is I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. But I, I love unpeckish. That's perfect. And it's a great way to distinguish between being really hungry and just wanting a little snack. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Absolutely. Someone is asking here, how do you say maera in UK and US English? Maera like like wood? Like this like the material? Wood. Wood. Oh, it's the same. Wood, wood. And I just saw Diego's messages here. Obviously, we're coming towards the end. But before we do end, I have to remind everyone that on Friday, we have our language exchange at 7.30. Wood is spelt W-O-O-D. On Friday, we have our language exchange at 7.30. And you can subscribe to that by clicking on the link in our bio on Keep Talking Instagram. And each week we're having more than 100 people coming. So you can come along to practice English, Spanish. You won't have to speak with all 100 people in, in one session. You'll be split up into different groups and there will be cool games, activities. So guys, 7.30 on Friday, register for the Intercambio de Idiomas, yeah, the language exchange if you want to keep practicing, okay? Now, I've got a couple more points here. Pronunciation, yeah, this is a really, really killer point. The difference between, between English and American, uh, uh, British and American English <laughs> is the pronunciation. Two, two letters I'm looking at specifically, one is R and one is T, okay? So R, generally R, as you can hear, is very weak in, in British English. It's a lot stronger in American English, okay? 
I'm going to say some words and Lindsay, I would like you to say them back to me in your beautiful American accent. <laughs> so first I'll say in Spanish, then in British English. Duro. Hard. Hard. Uh-huh. Can you hear that everyone? So hard, hard. There is basically no R. And in, in Lindsay's accent, it is R. Again, hard. hard. Sorry. Wow. Then we have oreja, which is ear. <laughs> I love your accent. Ear. 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 Okay. British English, ear. The R, you almost can't hear it. Okay. Then we have agua. Agua. Water. Water. Wow. Wow. And you did, you did pronounce it with the T. Yeah. How impressive. Okay. But again, your R is very, very strong there. Yeah. R, R, um, La palabra más, más, which in British English is more. <laughs> more. More. Give me more. Dame más, dame más. More. Give me more, darling. More. <laughs> give me more. It sounds so polite, doesn't it? Please give me more. Please, sir. I'm feeling peckish. Give me more. I want some more chips. <laughs> the next one is silla, silla, which is chair. Chair. Wow. Chair and chair. Okay. Mm -hmm. And finally, um, barra, which in British English is bar. 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 Okay, so the R sound is super, super strong in American English and not so strong in British English, okay? And also the T sound, okay? The T sound in the middle of a word in American English actually sounds like, is Diego leaving or is Diego telling us that we have to end? I think it's going to end very soon, but <laughs> not right this second. <laughs> bye. I think Diego is leaving. Okay, bye Diego. <laughs> we'll we'll manage the ship from here. Um, in American English, the T sound in the middle of a word is like D. It almost sounds like a fast D. For example, mejor, better, better, better. Uh huh. Better. We say better. Again, some Americans will say water. Or water. Well, it, water. Uh huh. Does anybody say water? Uh huh. Exactly. Water or water. And for us, it's water. Yeah. Pure tea. Okay. Um. Yo odié. I hated that. I hated. I hated that. I hated. I hated that. Yeah. Hated. Uh huh. Again, it sounds like a soft D sound. Hated. Okay. Um. Escritura. Writing. Writing, writing, but writing. I have to say, <laughs> like, me personally, I, I say write, writing more than I say writing because that sounds uh -huh. a lot like I'm riding a horse, um, uh -huh. but, that, but that is the specific to the Pacific Northwest in the United States. So again, a, a lot of people speak their T's a lot softer than I do. So it completely depends on the region. That's why we can't just say American English because it, it differs. Yeah. Um, the next one I have is um, like, uh, I can't remember how it is in Spanish. Bottom, 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 bottom. bottom. I like it. <laughs> and finally, nativo, which is native in British English. Native. Native, okay? So the two things we just learned about pronunciation would be R is a lot stronger in American English, yeah? R, R, R. And in, in British English, it's hardly noticeable. It's not even there, yeah? We just have hard, ear, water, more, chair, bar. And you guys have hard, ear, water, more, chair, bar. What a good accent. What a good American accent you do. Thank you. I've been practicing. I've been practicing. <laughs> and the T sound in the middle of words in American English sounds a little bit more like D. So we have better, water, hated, writing, 
bottom native. I'm going to try again. And you guys have better water hated riding bottom native. <laughs> oh, it sounds so good. That's I've got funny. it. I've got it. We switch on the, the, we say a strong R, but a soft T. And you say a soft R, but a strong T. Ah, I like your way of looking at that. I didn't think about it. Huh. We well, see. now people know. They're going to get confused either way. I know you guys are going to get confused with all of these differences, but this is a good place to start, okay? Yeah. Um, Juan Camilo said, can you say mountain? Yeah, mountain. <laughs> what is it? M mount Mountain. Ma <laughs> yeah. but I, we also say mount if you say mountain everybody will understand you but you you will hear the you say mountain mount mountain sometimes people just shorten the whole thing mountain mountain that, for yeah. me that's just like a sound Ma mountain <laughs> <laughs> somebody said it would be so great to have a second session like this one. Oh, we know Lindsay and i when we were planning this we said we could do hours of this there is so much content to be covered in this topic it's, yeah. it's amazing There's so many differences and then diego said yes we're going to be doing a master class for this soon what beautiful ladies uk english is more like french it's more like french yeah inferior inferior how do you say inferior inferior so just uh, it's more like harder inferior. R. yeah inferior inferior okay we say <laughs> inferior yeah. again inferior. i'm gonna be honest i prefer american accent oh there are so many don't worry you uh, are among the 95% of the people who prefer the American accent. No, no offense taken. I do not mind. Uh, oh, I know so that it's funny. Always... That's so funny. <laughs> the, grass, the grass is always greener, Rebecca, because I always love a British accent. I think it's there's it's so much nicer than the American accent. <laughs> mm -hmm. I know it always depends. It depends. But I know that especially for people that are learning English, it's easier to connect with American because that is what they're used to hearing. Mm -hmm. what people are used to hearing in the media, the movies, the, the songs. So I understand. I understand. It's okay. No, no offense taken. Um, now let's hear Lindsay with a British accent. <laughs> <laughs> what, would you like some, some water? <laughs> Remember, our tea is very strong. Oh, yeah. Water. water. Would you like some water? <laughs> Every time I ask someone to do a British accent, they say, would you like a cup of tea? <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to go to the bar? The bar. Exactly. Perfect. I think that's good. I think that's good. Everybody always takes their voice like a tone higher. Like, <laughs> Would you like to? I don't know. Would you like we to go to the that? bar? <laughs> Oi, mate, do you, do you want to go to the bar? <laughs> Forgetting that people also speak very commonly in Britain as well. But whatever. I love the British accent. Woo, woo, woo. Um, I guess that the UK is beautiful, but the American is easy. Yeah, it's, this is true. <laughs> and it, it should be noted that the, there are many different British accents as well. Like mm -hmm. So many. So many. And mine is quite a, a classical London <laughs> accent. I love it. Um, but there are so many from up north, down south, east, west. There are so many Liverpool, exactly. I'm not even going to attempt to do it. Somebody is saying, um, what's the difference between beer, beard and bear? Okay, so in I don't know if there, there's differences in American and British, but personally, I'm going to say in British English, cerveza is beer, mm -hmm. beer. Um, this barba is beard mm -hmm. and also is bear. Okay, so beer, beard, Bear. Lindsay, what have you got? Um, it's the same except for the harder R sound like we were talking about. So beer, beard, bear. Okay, excellent, excellent. Hopefully that helped with that one. Is the Australian accent the same as the British accent? Good question. The Australian accent is definitely more closely related to the British accent than the American accent. Um, for me, I find it really easy to do an Australian accent because they just use like an inflection at the end of the sentence. So everything sounds like a, as a, a question, like, so do you want to go to the bar? 
do you want to do this? Then do you want to go later? So it does. It sounds just like that. Instagram tells me that I have 20 seconds. So all of our beautiful, beautiful people, thank you so much. We're going to have to do this again sometime because this has been incredible. Lindsay, thank you so, so much for joining us. My pleasure. There you go. There's my Australian accent. Thanks for listening, talkers. Remember that Keep Talking is the best platform for you to reach an advanced level of English fluency and connect with a global community. Remember to follow us on Instagram at Keep Talking.